0: Today, I sit down with Andrew Canavan, an agent on our team who's done over 50% of his deals, selling or working with for sale by owners, FISBOS, and expired listings. We talk about three of the tips that he gives on how to do this and really uh, get started with your business, whether you're a newer agent or just need a boost in your business, how to work these in a strong way to get your business moving. Welcome to this week's episode of the Whistleweight Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Whistle Way podcast. I am your host Brian Kochi, joined by one of our up-and-coming stars at Whistle Realty Group, Andrew Canavan. Hey,
1: Brian! Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about this call to this call this podcast today because we're really going to be talking uh, to those people out there that are if you're a newer real estate agent, maybe you've joined a, a company or you're just starting in your business. Maybe you've been in the business for a while, but maybe you haven't had the success you've wanted. Maybe you've been out of the business and you're coming back in, um, or if you have a team uh, and you have agents that you're hiring, you're recruiting, maybe go ahead and show, go ahead and show them this video. But today I'm going to be talking with Andrew. Andrew is one of the few agents on our team um, that probably has the least amount of fear of the phone. Um, I, I can, when we talk about someone who's fearless on the phone, Andrew and Lexi are the first two of, and we have a hundred agents in the company, are the two that I'm like, yeah. They're not afraid at all, and so that's unique. That's uh, that's unprecedented, and especially for someone like you, Andrew, who's been in the business for just a couple of years. Um, and have done 12 deals, over 50% of your business has been through FISBO and expired by hitting the phones. I want to talk today about how you do that.
1: Yeah, well, I really appreciate it, and I'm glad to be here, like I mentioned, and uh, I think the fact that you even mentioned to me as someone who is so confident on the phones, you know, that definitely means a lot. And it's I didn't say
0: confident. I said, you weren't afraid. Weren't afraid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, Andrew, you are confident. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I remember I was at the North park office where you work out of mm-hmm. mostly. Uh, I walked by when you were very new, I think a week out of training mm-hmm. for yeah. our company. I remember that. Yeah. And, I, and I turned to Nick, our sales manager. I go, who is this guy? He goes, he's Andrew. I go, he's really good on the phones. I'm like, how long has you been doing this? He's like, not long. I was like this dude, not afraid, getting at it. Everyone else is hanging out, myself included, in the front room talking and just pounding the phone. So I I love that about you.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm kind of the type to not want to go out and be social in the main parts of the office. I mean, I love our offices and how they're such a social environment. And at times that can be really nice, but I'm more of a lock myself in the room, you know, just pound through the phone, just dial uh, for dollars type of guy. And that's really what I enjoy out of the business. And It's really where I've built most of my business since I've been in real estate, like you mentioned.
0: Now, I want to get, if someone's listening to this and they're like, cool, Andrew's a freak. He likes the phone. (laughs) Um, Okay, but I've known you for enough time to know you're not some abnormal human. How did you get that mindset shift from the phone is scary to like, hey, this is how I make money?
1: Yeah, no, Well, I think the main reason why I have such a strong mindset behind calling and behind dialing is because of the fact that I started real estate as an inside sales associate in ISA, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us know what that is. And essentially what that is, is I started every day working for another real estate company, making their cold calls for them all day, every day. I was getting paid pretty much minimum wage to call people for seven hours a day. And so doing that for that really, when I transitioned into becoming a full-time agent and actually selling homes and making the money on my own, it was so easy to transition from calling people for seven hours a day to calling for maybe three to four hours a day. And it's funny because off
0: air, we were talking about one of our other agents, Cody Stam, mm-hmm. um, who's a fantastic agent on our team. And um, you and he have a very similar mindset and, and what you said off air was, look, I got to practice and build my skills while someone else was paying me. Mm-hmm. Cody went took a, a probably a 50% paycheck or pay cut from his previous job to work as an assistant, a driver, and sometimes kind of the one that does the bitch work mm-hmm. um, yep. for Kyle at minimum wage or, or maybe not much more. I don't know what he's getting paid, but it, it, yep. he wasn't making good money. And he said, I'm going to do this for two years or, or a year. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit. I'm going to be near someone who knows everything, and I'm going to learn, and they're going to pay me for it. And the same thing, what you said is, is, I got to practice and make my calls and do all this, and I got paid for it. Yep. Whereas a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, that's someone like... Uh, Changing that mindset and saying, this is the skill set that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Think about if you got paid to go to the gym. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen. Yeah. But you're like, hey, I want to get good at this. Mm-hmm. Think if you were, a, you know, pretend you were not not a pro golfer, but you like to golf on the mm-hmm. weekends. And someone say, hey, every time you go out and golf, golf six days a week and I'll pay you every time you yeah. golf. Yes. Any day. Yes. And yeah, yeah. So... I don't know why I said golf.
1: I don't like golf. (laughs) No, and the way I think of it is, is think of someone who's trying to become something like a doctor or someone like that who's going to college, going that college route. Imagine getting paid to go to college and learn the skills that you need for that career instead of having to pay and having to go into debt in order to become skillful in that career. Imagine being able to get paid to do that. I think of being an ISA as like having an unpaid internship. It's just a step that you need, or a paid internship. Yeah, my apologies. Uh, unpaid, uh, having a paid, with money. <laughs> yeah. no, having a paid internship. It's like a step that you need to take in order to build the skills necessary to be an agent.
0: Okay, so I wasn't planning to go this route, but I, I want to. If someone's listening to this and they're like, "Cool, Andrew, I'm convinced. You convinced me. I want to become an ISA. I want to build that skill set mm-hmm. of being on the phone, being fearless." Right? I, I, I compare it to like the first time I drove; mm-hmm. I was terrified, but now, now I don't even think about it. Right? Yeah, and and. Spending one year doing that for the lifetime of of uh, of comfort, like let's go. Exactly. Um, how how do they go about finding a position?
1: Yeah, that's that's funny that you ask. It's funny how it happened for me. I was working in an Outburger actually. Still love In an Outburger. Really? And yeah. yeah, it's my one of my favorite foods. I probably eat it once to twice a week. All right. And I was working there for a while, pretty much right out of high school. I was in college and I wanted to become a real estate agent. Started doing some research on it and I typed in real estate offices near me and the first one that popped up on Google, I put on my shoes, put on my best clothes at the time, which was some beat up Vans and a weird blue tie with my white shirt and I went in and I asked him how do I become a real estate agent and they walked me through the steps that it would take they talked to me about the programs they have for new agents and then they mentioned hey by the way we do have a job available for people that kind of want in Want to get into real estate? It's just you know minimum wage. You just make phone calls. It's kind of like a call center type position. And I was like, hmm, that sounds kind of interesting. And I have some sales experience just as a kid because my dad's kind of in sales and he has some entrepreneurship with him, so I have that in in the blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought that sounds kind of interesting, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to leave my job at In-N-Out yet to pursue that. But it sounded interesting to me. You mean and so, your career at In-N-Out? Yeah, as my a, career <laughs> as an artisan burger yeah.
0: Uh, craftsman. <laughs> yeah, no like exa-
1: Hey, hey, some of those People they, they make pretty good money and it's I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not hating on them
0: uh at all. Yeah, I, I love me in and out too. Yeah, so. me too.
1: Yeah. So but uh yeah, no, so I was like, Do I want to leave this? And it was a pay cut too, like you mentioned mm-hmm. with, with Cody, it was the same situation where it was a pretty significant pay cut, even to cut down to minimum wage to make these phone calls, and it was harder work too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Do I wanna do this? And I decided to take the interview, take the leap, and go ahead and become an ISA. And for other people who are thinking about doing that, I would say just ask real estate offices around you. If they're hiring as ISAs or assistants, anything that you can do to just get your foot in the door, working for a top team in your marketplace, I think is the knowledge that you need to become a successful agent. And that's what I did. I worked for a top company, a top team in my marketplace.
0: Yeah. So when you're looking, if you're looking at it, look at teams that are bigger because usually you're not going to have an ISA when there's a husband wife team and that's just them typically. Um, look for teams that are bigger you can look on craigslist or indeed or literally oh the the best thing to do is go onto a facebook group and say <laughs> i'm looking to join a real estate company mm-hmm. who have you worked with you'll get 3000 comments yep. uh, talk yep. to tina talk to sally talk to jim like you'll get a ton of them um but i i know we're always we, we we've posted a lot of ads on indeed and and that's a great way to start too um, and then the other thing is, is if you wanted to work for that husband, wife team, uh, as an assistant, mm-hmm. make sure it's, it's, you kind of want to go into it as if you were going into an internship. And what I mean by that is when I went through college, I did an internship and they were very specific. The internship can't be for the only for the business's benefit. It needed to benefit both the business and the the student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anyone got more benefit, it should be the student. So yeah. you can't get a internship at, um at an accounting firm mm-hmm. and your entire job is to take out the trash and to deliver sandwiches. No, no, no. You needed to be able to learn and 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 stuff like that. So, if you're looking for an assistant job, make sure you're in the room that conversations are happening. Make sure you're in the areas you're you're, you're hearing the conversations, you're you're seeing the activities. You're not doing unlicensed work. That's illegal. Um and I'm not I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying we do that like no. Um so so know what you can and can't do, but also make sure you're not be like hey I'm paying my dues and I'm putting out open house signs every week all day every weekend and that's all you do you're not yes doing that here and there and like beneficial doing if that's your only job that you're probably not going to learn a lot so okay so I like that coming in as a new agent getting over your fear of phones uh what, what do they call that is uh, there's like a therapy term but it's like a it's not a therapy it's the exact opposite where like if you're scared of spiders mm-hmm
1: swim in a pool full of spiders type thing it's i know what you're talking about i can't think of the, the term either tom do you know yeah. what it is immersive immersive that, therapy i don't know if that's right, but that's, right. that's that's <laughs> what
0: i mean but anyways so dive into it mm-hmm. um i want to talk for a couple minutes uh, before we talk about some strategies for f- fizzbos for sale by owners mm-hmm. and expireds. Yeah. uh i want to talk about some of the the pros as a new agent coming in um if you're going up against maybe Mike Proctor, who's been on our team, uh, one of our top agents on the company, lots of years of experience, mm-hmm. lots of clients, how uh, I, what I want to empower people is as a new agent, you can compete and beat some of these experienced agents by putting in some more work. So can you we talked a little, again, off air, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about sweat equity versus check equity and, and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, definitely. No, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I love that conversation and I love those terms sweat equity versus check equity and it just really like you mentioned it comes down to the fact that when you're a newer agent and you have the time to really pour into this career and you know that this is what you want to do long term you're able to take some of that time that extra time that you have compared to other more experienced agents and you're able to use that time to really go above and beyond for each client that you meet with. And so whether that means really nailing down the listing presentation so you have that 100% practicing it as many times as you can in the mirror to your significant other, if you're fortunate enough to other people at your company when you work on a big team like Whistle is, being able to actually practice those things over and over and over again, whereas some of those other agents, I mean, they have obligations not only in the real estate industry but outside of real estate too with having kids and having families that are demanding and having other things that kind of take a lot of their time. That's something where when you're a newer agent and especially when you're younger like myself, I don't have kids and I don't have all those things taking my time. I'm able to put in 110% into this. And so I can beat out some of those more experienced agents when I go in there and I, they see, the sellers see that I put in 110%.
0: Yeah. And and just to clarify, sweat equity means you're able to put in the time, the energy, the effort, Mm -hmm. the the sweat, right, to really put in the work Mm -hmm. because you have more time. Check equity is, hey, I'm so, 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 so busy. I don't have time to, to door knock every house. I don't have time to call for three hours a day. Kyle, look at his calendar, find me three hours between the hours of, of 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., and I'll give you 20 bucks. No one cares about 20 bucks. But you know what <laughs> I mean. Um, but check equity is when you're so busy, then you can pay someone to do it, right? And so I love the, the fact that you're talking about practicing uh, your listing presentation, but what I would counter or, or challenge that is, yeah, you have, to, you have to practice your listing presentation 400 times, but Mike has given it to clients 400 times. Mm-hmm. So that brings you on the same level. Where, where you, as a newer agent, an agent that maybe is working with one active shopping buyer or trying to get your first listing, where you have the the opportunity that maybe Mike or Kyle doesn't, um, and I love Mike so much, and uh, anyways, if you know Mike, you'd love him too, um, and so I'm not shitting on him at all, and he'll agree with this, but You can say, I'm going to spend the next 48 hours. I'm going to spend the next three days prepping for this listing presentation. I'm going to know what every model of this home in this community. I'm going to know every home that's sold. I'm going to know every home that's active. I'm going to know every home that's pending and what it's pending for. I'm going to know the neighbors to the left and the right and across the street. I'm going to know what activities they have going on. I'm going to know that they do a block party every 4th of July. You go in with that versus Mike, and Mike's like, yeah, you know, the comps show that this and this, and you go... Oh yeah, uh, the Smiths down the way. Did you know the Smiths? They sold, you know, three months ago. They listed it for seven fifteen. They sold it for seven twenty five. But their photos were kind of janky, and they didn't have the view that you have. Which, like, if you sell that, tell that story, Mike is phenomenal. But I like you better now, Andrew, because you know my neighborhood. And they go, well, Mike has sold three homes in Santee in the last year, and maybe Andrew, you've sold none. But you go, yeah, but I know everything about this home. I know everything about this home. I know when it was built. I know the architect. And so, really putting in that time, energy, effort, that sweat equity really can get you that benefit over someone that, like Mike or Kyle, who's working with four sellers, three coming onto the market soon, six buyers. Yep. There's nothing wrong with them, and their experience can help them float for a long way. Your inexperience, you have to make up with that inexperience with the research. So, I, if you say I'm too young, I'm too new, I'm too inexperienced, uh, I call that all bullshit. Unless the fourth one is I'm too lazy. If you're too lazy, I did five fingers up. But if you're too <laughs> lazy, absolutely, you're right. You're too young. Absolutely, you're too inexperienced. Yeah. Absolutely, you're not on the right team. 100. percent If you're lazy. And laziness comes at any age. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 I will only give you that excuse if you say I'm too I'm too new whatever. Mm-hmm. If you agree, if you concede that you're too lazy. Otherwise, you can beat any agent out there,
1: Yep. Uh,
0: let's say 85% of the time. Yeah. There's sometimes where they, they, they want that one no matter what. 85% of the time, you can beat them if you put in the work. So now that we're past that, I want to talk to you. We talked about sweat and check equity. As a new agent, typically you don't have, hey, let me put $50,000 for farming this this community for the next two years. And there's
1: there's also one more thing that kind yeah. of relates that I feel to the sweat and check equity. And yeah. I appreciate you going on kind of that tangent on the fact that you can prepare more for those listing presentations. And that's what I meant when I say you go in and they can see that you put in 110%. That's exactly what I meant. And I think you really articulated that well. Uh, What also makes a huge difference between the sweat and the check equity, kind of relating to what we were talking about before with the dials and with making the phone calls, is the fact that people like Mike, people like Kyle, like you mentioned, don't have three hours in their day to make phone calls. I can make phone calls all day long when I'm not on an appointment, when I'm not going and meeting with clients, doing those kind of necessities when it comes to the business. I can dial all day long for hours and hours and hours. And that's where most of my time is made up during the day, is on the phone. Like I said, I lock myself in a little room and I make my phone calls. And those more experienced agents, they just, they simply can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the big differences with the sweat and the check equity as well.
0: And again, I'm gonna say the same thing. If you say you can't do that, and you agree you can't do that because
1: you're too lazy, I agree. Yeah, and I think a lot of people say, oh, I don't have the time to make those dials." Well, what, what are you doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, look at your calendar. Are you doing something that's actually important? Something that's actually going to progress you in the business? Or are you just sitting there for four hours on social media? I mean, mm-hmm. when you start really tracking what you're doing in a day, and this is something that Kyle has taught me a lot since I've been on the team. But when you really start utilizing a Google calendar or whatever calendar you use, and you start really tracking what you're doing in a day... How much are you doing that's actually income producing activities, IPAs as we like to call them here at the company? What are you actually doing that's actually progressing you forward in the business? And going and making those phone calls is something that actually does progress you forward in the business compared to a lot of the busy work that a lot of agents are doing all day long.
0: And I I, want to say one, I want to clarify one thing, because if you're listening to this and you're yelling at me and you go, (laughs) fuck you, Brian, I got stuff I'm doing, I've got kids, I've got uh, a, Ill parents I've got uh, I volunteer what, what I mean by you're too lazy and and Gary V I'm a Gary V fan he got a lot of slack for this too because he was always like hustle 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 work 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 19 hours a day and mm-hmm. people were like Jet, back off when do I, I sleep much. yeah <laughs> um, and he goes look work to your level of ambition he goes I want to buy the the Jets the football team I want to buy the Jets and that's I have a very big goal And if your goal is, hey, I want to make enough money to, uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm raising three kids, I want to make enough money to help, uh, to to pay for one vacation a year. We're going to go to Disney World, we're going to fly out, I want to make enough money to pay for that whole vacation. Please don't hear that I'm calling you lazy, and especially if you're a parent, you're not... (laughs) <laughs> it's hard um, but if you say hey look I want to be the number one agent in the county and this and this and this and this but you're not willing to make calls that's where I'm calling you out with love not with hate yep. okay so I, I want to get into I want to give three tips right so we are, people who got their mind right they're like cool I'm going to call I'm not afraid I'm going to go all in I have the time I'm going to reprioritize I know calling is important I and mean, that's 80% of it is mindset correct yeah. I mean, that's why we spend 80% of the time on it. I want you to give three tips because you've closed over 50% of your deals being a new agent um, with FISBO and expireds. Give me three tips or tools or something that people can take from this call and say, now I know what to do, how to do it, and how to make money from it. With Fizbo's and expireds specifically? Yes. Okay. So I'm putting Andrew on the spot. I didn't <laughs> tell him I was going to do this beforehand, but I like tactical and, uh, Hopefully you have three, otherwise it's going to yeah. be awkward for you. No, no, I, I
1: I could probably pull out more than three, yeah. But I'm trying to narrow it down in my head to what's the most important things to think about when it comes to for sale by owners and expireds. I would say that obviously number one, just relating to what we were already saying, is consistency. Okay. Doing it every single day, making sure that you're on the phone at the same time. If you choose to do it at 8 a.m., even a little bit earlier, not trying to... Letting you, not trying to tell anybody to call people at seven in the morning, but depending yeah, there's on laws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's FCC or what. Don't break the law. Don't break the law. Don't call. Do not call numbers, but do what you can in order to consistently dial through the lists as much as possible at a consistent time every day with multiple hours every day, preferably spent on making these phone calls. I would think that would be the most important thing is just consistency. Good. And I think once you have that consistency and you're having enough conversations with you or with these people, I think that everything else will kind of flow naturally from there. I think that once you're consistently having conversations, no matter what you're saying to these people on the phone, so many people are hung up on, what do I say? And you search on YouTube, expired listing script or for sale by owner script, there's so many different people and so many different things pulling you in so many different directions on what you should say. But at the end of the day, as long as you're consistently doing it, you're beating 90% of your competition because most of the agents out there aren't consistently making these dials. And so whatever you end up saying to those people, as long as you're having the most conversations, you're going to get in front of some people and you're going to have some conversations. You're going to have some listing appointments and you will list and sell homes.
0: There's a, a phrase that they say, what even a blind squirrel gets a nut. Mm-hmm. And what I love what you're saying is you don't have to be perfect. Don't don't say, Oh, I'll do it once I have nineteen scripts and I can overcome over every objection. Nope. Just do it. You just do it. Yep. Be consistent. Do it. Figure it out. The good thing is you're talking to other humans on the phone. You're a human. Have a human conversation. Yep. And if you mess it up,
1: there's gonna be a new expired, a new FISBO tomorrow. Fix it for that one. Okay, consistency. So yeah, first tip, yeah, consistency. The next thing that I would probably say is to really, I think more important than the script is your actual listing presentation. That's what I mentioned it already. That's gonna be the most important thing because whatever you say to them on the phone, you're probably going to... Meet with some people no matter what you say to them, no matter what your script is over the phone, like I mentioned, if you're doing it consistently. But when you actually sit down in front of them, you want to have a bulletproof presentation because that you want to you want to take advantage of every single person that you sit in front of. And you want to have as high of a conversion rate from met listing appointment to signed to closed listing appointment mm-hmm. as possible. So even if the conversion rate's not 100% when you're making the phone calls, it should be your goal to make it as close to 100% as possible when you're actually sitting down and meeting with these people. And third, give me the tool that someone can use. They're like, all right, cool, I'm going to do it. How do I find them? That's a good question. I would think get a dialer. So I would say to get a dialer, there are so many different uh, websites that you can go to. Do you want me to name a few please. of these? Okay, so We're not few, sponsored by any of these. Yeah, no, these are not not sponsored by but, any of these, but, please, but these I'll, are some I'll of give... the best sites that I know, which is uh, Red X. Red X slash Vortex's platform is great. That's what I personally used for expireds. Uh, in addition to that, there's a Vulcan Seven. Vulcan 7's a great resource. Uh, Espresso Agent, that's a great resource as well. And then Mojo Dials. Those are just a few, just to name a couple that you can use. Those are all specifically for expireds, and they all have for sale by owner packages as well that you can pay for. However, just me personally, I've never paid for a for sale by owner package from one of these lead providers because where you find for sale by owners is on Zillow. A lot of people don't know that, but you just go on Zillow and you type in for sale by owner or you put it in the filters. You put homes sold by owner, There's all your for sale by owners. That's the list that you need right there. And they have their phone numbers listed there? They have their phone numbers because they want people to inquire about. Of course. Yeah, of course. So they're expecting people to call them and they want people to call them. And that's sometimes you can talk to a lot more people when you call for sale by owners than expireds because they're expecting phone calls. There's a lot more agents calling them, but you can talk to them a little bit easier. So
0: I love that. Um, We probably should have started by what Fizbo and his expired means, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll probably actually add that in the intro. Um, before we go into our whistle widget of the week, mm-hmm. uh, that's something we use in our business, uh, a fun little widget tool, whatever. And I didn't ask you this earlier, but I want you to tell me what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you when on the phone calling a FISBO or expired? I want you to think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to, I want you to think, as Andrew's thinking about what's the worst thing that's ever happened I want you to solidify in your brain, what's the worst thing that you think could happen? Because a lot of times we have this fear of, oh, I don't want to make calls because it's scary. But then I say, you know why is it scary? Or what does that mean? We usually haven't thought through it um, and thought through what is actually scary about it. So I'm curious, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And you, you called, you did a year or so as an ISA for seven or eight hours on the phone. Uh, the last year or two, three or four hours every day mm-hmm. calling FISBOS and expireds. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you?
1: It's a really interesting question because there isn't really anything that's absolutely terrible that's happened to me. And from my knowledge, I don't know any agents that have had anything. Well, what about, but the, what about would,
0: the one time that the guy came and and uh, he knocked he he found you from the phone call and came and shot you in the face?
1: Oh, I know, I that was terrible.
0: But that didn't happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? Okay. Exactly. So so. <laughs>
1: But, but but you were going to tell me a story. Yeah. No, I was just going to say I, I guess people have told me to f off on multiple occasions. That right. that happens. Yeah, it's part I mean, of the game. It's kind of funny when it happens. Honestly, I, I kind of like it. It like kind of fuels me. It's interesting and it makes me laugh. So I guess I mean, that's the worst possible scenario.
0: Yeah, and so you've been you've made thousands of dials probably
1: mm-hmm. this year alone. Yeah, uh,
0: and the worst thing that happens is sometimes people tell you to f off.
1: Yeah, every they now and then. they hang up on you.
0: Yeah, yeah, like. I think it's funny because we're terrified of making these phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I say, we, I'm not an agent, but I, I'm i in this. Uh, it's scary because, you know, what if they don't like me? Well, who cares? Yeah. We're not in the business. We're not trying to call to make friends. We're trying to call to help them buy or sell a house. Yeah. Um, so knowing that that's the worst thing that's, I mean, there's probably, if you're listening to this podcast right now, there's probably worse things that happened to you this month on the freeway than, than, than has happened to Andrew's career. And again, three years. Two and a half years, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the lifetime career. And I bet you you can find on YouTube the, the worst thing that's ever happened to someone. But I, I want to kind of really drive home the point. It's not that scary. The 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 downsides are not that big. The upsides to making these calls are 20 deals with an, someone who used to work at In-N-Out. Yep. From In-N-Out to making a couple hundred grand. Yep. And the, the scariest thing is people tell him to F off. Not that big a deal. All right. Again, before we go into our Whistle Wizard of the Week, thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Whistleway Podcast. If you want more information, you can go to thewhistleway.com. We have information about our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, our weekly email newsletter, our referral list as people leave San Diego, as well as uh, our course on how to create video. We Kyle and I break it down to make it not scary. Video is another thing that scares people. To make it not scary, to make it not about you, but really about your community and the community members, and to help you build really strong relationships with those community members so they'll work with you, uh, the people watching the video will work with you, and they'll all refer you business. So if you want more information about that, that's our Media Mayor Mastermind course, Uh, go to thewhistleway.com. Let's kick off into our Whistle Widget of the Week. This is something that we use in our lives, in our business. that saves us time saves us uh, money, or helps us have more fun. Andrew, go ahead and tell me your widget.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess I would just say, just like I mentioned earlier, it's not sponsored, but my widget would have to be uh, Red X or just any dialer uh-huh. in general. Having a dialer, I think, is something that makes my day a lot easier. Just being able to dial that many people at once, it just makes things easier a lot easier than having to hand dial by hand. And I think that a lot of people, they think about dialers, they think about the like crazy three-line dialers. I used to do a lot of that, especially when I was an ISA. But I think the telephone companies have recently started kind of cracking down on people who do that. And I've noticed that my number gets uh, flagged as spam a lot of the time when I do that. So I just use dialers for their single line feature. Mm -hmm. Just not having to go and manually dial in the phone numbers every time that I want to make the new phone call. Just clicking next, dropping the voicemails in the voicemail box, not having to say it over and over again and just saves me a lot of time and gets a lot more appointments from yeah,
0: it. Yeah, and th- then you don't, you're you not bogged down in the minutia of, like, yep. y- you make zero extra dollars if you actually type it in. Yeah. You make zero extra dollars if you actually leave a voicemail. Yeah. What are you going to say? Hey, remember the last time I saw you? No, know, you never talked to this person. Yeah. So, cool, I love that. My widget is uh, something that I use uh, fairly often. Um, I think it's kind of weird, but... Uh, It's if you have an iPhone, it's the Find My app. Mm. Um, With this app, you can add things like Apple AirTags. And I've got two young kids myself. So I have an Apple AirTag on my remote control because I can't, I use that at least once a week because I can't find the remote because the kids put it in the bathroom or in the fridge or somewhere. Um, But I also use it. So you can do that. I love Apple AirTags. You can put it on, you know, your. Open house signs if you want. I wouldn't do that. That's going to be really expensive. On each sign, yeah. Yeah, that would be really expensive. Um, But in your backpack, in Mm -hmm. your purse, on your keys, all of that sort of stuff. So that way if you lose it. um, But I also use it, and this could be a great tool, a safety tool as well. But I use it for my family. I have my wife, my aunt, and my mom. um, I have. We all share our locations with each other. So at any point, I can check out, see where they're at. Cool, I know where they're at. I know if they're on their way. I know where they're at. I said I know where they're at five times now. That's annoying. (laughs) Um, But the great thing about that, like I said, it can be used as a safety tool. If you're working in an open house or you're going to show someone and you're not super comfortable with this person, maybe you haven't vetted them or you're getting kind of creepy vibes, you can share your location with someone Mm -hmm. for three hours until the end of the day until you tell them to stop. And so that way Andrew can know where I'm at, that I'm showing property and and that I'm safe or uh, worst case if I'm not, you know, has some information about it. So... Uh find my is my whistle widget of
1: the week. I like it, yeah. I use it pretty often as well. Yeah. Do you lose remote controls? Uh no, I mean I have like the app on my phone where you can control. Well, you can car. control the TV from your phone. That's what I have, yeah. Okay, well, that's <laughs> a different. Way. Thank you so much for
0: watching this week's episode of the uh, Whistle Away podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks.